Hey there, pending pals. This is your not host, Ronnie. Just a quick content warning. We are discussing the final two episodes of Tuca and Birdie. Uh, and if you know those episodes, then you know that we will be discussing sexual assault on this episode of Ending Pending. Just wanted to make sure that everyone was aware of that. Thank you very much and enjoy the episode. In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing. You Maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to... Ending pending. I am your host, Macho Man Randy Andy. Oh no. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Rustling. Ending pending. I'm concerned that my cat will never love me again after having witnessed you do that. And I'm Evan. I'm. All of that and a bag of bird seed, which is actually from the show, and I was excited about finding one. But now I feel like we have to explore the space a little bit more here. I have to we have to figure out what's going on on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The wrestling. The wrestling. Got it. Got it. Got it. And, bone saw. Bone saw. Bone is that a, is that another wrestler or is that an implement you will be using in the wrestling, <laughs> Randy Andy? Is that against the rules? I don't think you can I mean, things, if Triple H can use a sledgehammer, things are real loosey goosey over on does, the uh, on the WWE. Um, does Triple H still use a sledgehammer? Is he still a wrestler? I don't I know. I don't know if Triple H is a wrestler. I don't. Th- I mean, I know that he was. I don't know that he still. There was is. a dude who used a fucking snake. He was in an episode of Boy Meets World, but he was like a real live wrestler. Yeah, yeah, that's a butterball or something like that. I don't know. I don't, I, that doesn't seem like a very threatening wrestling name, but I mean, it's, it's, also it's that poor man. snake. That snake didn't want to be there. No, I don't think it did. I mean, they're very dumb, but I imagine it was distressed. I mean, it. They the one time Mick Foley was on top of the cage. Mick got, Foley used to use a sock. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a sock puppet that he, yeah, would, he had a sock puppet that he, he wrestled he was, with. He was wild. He did a lot of drugs in the eighties. I think. I, 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 think I don't think any was. of these people did did no drugs. So this is our new wrestling fan cast. Yeah, <laughs> with all your latest scoop on the world wrestling entertainment. It's yes. E now, right? It's yep. E entertainment. World wrestling then, entertainment because the pandas were like fuck. The now. pandas were like fuck. This and honestly, I side with the pandas. Like, I that, do too. Get out of here. Yeah, get on the pandas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um we don't have currently a, a WWE podcast on or President Trump podcast. is the only president to also be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's that's a fun fact. That's a fact. Um, there's, there's not much fun about that. Um, I if you know, can tell by these yeah, introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss wrestling. What I'm saying <laughs> is if we wanted to make the buck wild transition into making this a wrestling show, I feel like we could have my grandma on. My grandma's a big wrestling fan. Really? That's yeah. interesting. She, she likes Roman Reigns. Big fan of Roman Reigns gets he's become kind of a heel and she gets very mad when they boo him. Um, mm. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm aware through osmosis, not even cultural osmosis, just like family osmosis of like a good amount of wrestlers. So. um, 
Yeah, we 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 could do it. I don't think we should. What's what's going on this week on ending pending? Um. Well, we are discussing Chuka and Birdie. We are discussing and, Chuka and Birdie. Uh, Evan has reactivated his Discord and is scrolling through like five years of Discord messages, which is yeah. a little distracting. Yeah. But remember uh, how I said last time that uh, Discord and I were mortal enemies. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to extend an olive branch to Discord, and oh boy, this is overwhelming. There's that I might have to quit. It's just red. Again. It's just all red notifications <laughs> for missed messages. I also said last time that you had to be a member of our Patreon to be a member of our fan discord. That's not true. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, the the fan discord corrected us. Yeah, fan discord was like, I ain't giving y'all any money and I'm still talking to you. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) respect. You fools, I'm not giving you money. Yeah. People, uh, th- people actually were was, in there saying they were like, oh, good. I thought that I, I snuck in. <laughs> this was an elaborate sting. Oh, it was an elaborate sting or just a way for me to try and squeeze one dollar out of anyone who wanted to talk to us more than they already hear us. Um, thanks. Much respect to everyone who was in the uh, the ending pending fan discord. Love. Love everyone in there. Y'all rock. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're currently discussing Tuka and Birdie. But before... The last two episodes of Two Game Birdie, by the way, which if you have not watched them, watch them before you listen to us, because boy, yeah. ha- boy, boy, howdy. But mm-hmm. uh, before we get into Two Game Birdie, I have a bit, which Ooh. unless we want to count this as the bit. Um, was this, was this well, a bit? let's let's hear what your bit is and then we'll decide. My bit is that I'm really grumpy because I went to the gym. Hey, good for you. Fuck the gym. It's stupid oh. and dumb and I hate it. <laughs> Still good for you're you. Gonna look, I agree. You're going to look sexy, though. I'm trying to get my sexy right. Get your sexy right. But the gym is terrible. So my bit is, what is something terrible that you've done recently that you didn't want to do? Mmm. I, uh, through some family, you know, supporting family that I that I love dearly, uh, was forced, not forced, was socially awkwarded into having compelled, fo- socially compelled to getting my picture taken with a uh, our, our local congressman whom I do not like uh, at mm. all. And it made me very, very uncomfortable uh, being at this event where it was like, yay, you, we all want to talk to you and tell you how great you are. And I was like, I would really, really could have used your vote on the impeachment there, Brian. Could have, could have used it. Mm. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't even like step to him because it's a whole thing with like my family and all. And like, I don't know. It's weird, weird dynamics. Yeah. That sounds very uncomfortable. It was not great. I had, I had lots of like, queer regalia on so i could be like undercover but mm. which made me feel better but not not a hundo percent so that was a yeah. terrible terrible thing i had to to wither through i did get to go out in the lobby of the courtroom when lila started to wake up and uh got to walk between the two poker stops that were at opposite sides of the uh of the courthouse so that was good delightful there you yeah. go Battled some Team Rocket Go. What about you guys? I went to the gym and it sucked and I hated yeah, it. Yeah, you did. You did it. But good for you still. I know I know. it's not a, you know, good for you. It was, it was my third time there. Uh, Evan. Yeah. What's a terrible thing that you did? 
Not, um, not a terrible thing that you did. I don't want to hear about all your crimes. You I don't want to hear about all your terrible, terrible crimes of passion. Um, what's a terrible thing you've endured? Uh, I had to give a presentation to new hires today. I mean, it wasn't that ter- I haven't really done anything terrible recently. Like, anything that truly gave me the ickies. I did my taxes today, but I, I like that because then I get a refund money. I don't know. Where is the silver lining, Evan, when we're talking about television shows? (laughs) I really don't hate paperwork, you know? (laughs) It's like a puzzle. You're, like, matching things together, you know? Doing your taxes is a perfectly rational response to this question, and you're like, yeah, but don't you worry. (laughs) Got some blue skies ahead. I, I did it literally the moment I got my W-2 in the mail because I was like, oh boy, now I get money. Mm. So, yeah, I, I haven't had to do anything really, really terrible recently, which you, is very nice. You told off that heterosexual man on Facebook and that was very funny. That felt good, though. That yeah. There was nothing bad about that. That's fair. Um, I am killing myself with Katsu Crunch, so I wish I was mm. not doing... I mean... I also love cosplay, but I I am hating that I overcommit to things and don't know how to say no, and then <laughs> have to murder myself to meet deadlines. Yeah, but even, that, yeah, that sounds terrible. That that's a good that's a good. I'm learning. If, if you're gonna be at Katsukon, though, Evan and I will be there. We're gonna yeah! look so fucking good. Come say hi to us and tell us we're sexy. We're going to be, we're cosplaying Critical Role. Remember how Andy said all of those mean things about Matthew Mercer? I <laughs> have never once said anything bad about Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. There's no There's no evidence. There's so much evidence. There's no way we could ever know whether or not you had said uh, very inflammatory things about <laughs> Mr. Matthew Mercer. And the cast of Critical Role. And the cast of Critical no, Role. No, they're all, they're all great. Um... <laughs> Ronnie, have you ever compiled like a master list of all of my critical role? I mean, uh, I know I know where they all are, and I might have okay. to do it. I might you do one of those. Shouldn't. I'll do one of those YouTube videos where it's just like a pan of of you in cosplay critical role, but in the background it's like fuck critical role. <laughs> this is a uh, Taz only podcast. Mm-hmm. I remember I said that once. You did. Mm-hmm. You did yeah. that or twice. Uh huh. I was wrong. Critical Role is amazing. You were wrong. Y'all are going to look awesome. I'm so pumped for it. Um, yeah. Check. I'm going to be very sexy. Very sexy and very tired, I would assume. A very sleepy, oh, yes. sexy tiefling. Very, the thing is, though, I'm going to have these like like red mesh contacts in my eyes that like block out my whole pupil. So you, you'll never be able to tell. There you'll you have no idea where I'm looking or what expression I'm making. Also, if you look kind of tired and strung out, that's perfect for Molly. Yeah, he definitely that's does fair. drugs. That's so fair. I'm doing yeah. a, a boudoir photo shoot as Molly after, uh, not at the convention, it'll be like the month afterwards, but uh, it's going to be real sexy. Love that. You need, you need two naked elves there to feed you grapes and yeah. massage you i need a male and a female uh prostitute uh slash masseuse i for one me. am looking very forward to evan's nsfw uh <laughs> patreon um <laughs> maybe this maybe this is what i need one of those for maybe. sure 
Listen. I'll just release one image and then be like, do you want to see more hot tiefling man? <laughs> do you want more? Hot tieflings in your area tonight. <laughs> go to my Patreon. There you go. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so let's talk about Tuke and Birdie. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about, about Tuke and Birdie. Birdie. I love three bits we just did. Thought, yeah. a, this is a great show. This is a great show. Tell us about Tuke I, and Birdie, I, Evan. I, I don't think we get any more goofs, though. These, these final two episodes no, no, are... Yeah. No, I was yeah. watching them. I was like, I can't say a single goof about either of these. Yeah, time code at about uh, 12 minutes. The goofs stop. Mm-hmm. No more goofs. Uh, we should actually, we should just, oh, it, just it in was, case. It was at the top of the episode. Don't you worry. There is a, oh, there, you put there a trigger warning in there? Definitely a content okay. warning at the beginning of this episode. Absolutely. Okie dokie. Yeah, nothing graphic, but we certainly will be mentioning some things. Yes. Um. All right, we watched episodes 9 and 10. Episode 9 is entitled The Jelly Lakes. Uh, so as you re- will recall from last episode, Tuka and Birdie had kind of a friend breakup, a temporary friend breakup. Uh, they they have reunited. They're driving back to Birdtown, and they kind of spontaneously decide... Well, Tuka mainly pushes for this, but they spontaneously decide to swing by uh, Jelly Lakes, which is like a resort town... Uh, where Birdie's family has a cabin. Birdie is kind of withdrawn and seems to be not having fun the whole time and uh, doesn't really give a reason for why until Tuka points out Peanut Butter Island, Peanut Island, Peanut or Peanut Butter, it doesn't matter. It dredges up some some very negative emotions that Birdie has, and she tells Tuka about a uh, a summer when she was 12 where her coach, uh, Coach Maple, who they have met up with again in this episode, and she is uh, like a big muscular lesbian and has a very sweet, uh, crafty wife. Anyway, uh, Coach Maple was at the time training Birdie to do like a long distance swim out to peanut butter island and over the summer just before this happened a lifeguard at jelly lakes uh sexually assaulted her and so birdie really feels like this part of her life like associated with jelly lakes was like taken away from her uh because of like the the negative emotions associated with this memory and so tuka and coach Maple decide that they're going to like help her complete the quest of completing her swim to Peanut Butter Island or it's Peanut Island. I'm sorry, Peanut Island. Uh, that she never completed that summer because of like this trauma that happened, and so they they do this like elaborate like kind of silly like tag team thing where like Tuka's carrying her for a little while and then. Coach Maple is carrying Tuka and Birdie for a while, and they make it to Peanut Butter Island, and Birdie gets some some closure out of this experience, and then she and Tuka head back home to Birdtown. In episode 10, it's Christmas, suddenly. I mean, it, it between the time they're driving away from Jelly Lakes and the time they drive back into town, it becomes Christmas, because time means nothing in this show. Tuka brings up that she is... Uh, you know, has some some strained relationships with her family members and is griping about holidays and 
having to reconnect with her family and how she's dreading it. Birdie goes back home. She's been gone for like several days without telling Speckle and he has a blow up at her and she's very understanding of it, but he also understandably like has a hard time trusting her and like being comfortable with them reuniting because she did just do this very strange thing where she kind of had an emotional breakdown and just like didn't contact him for like a week. And also he bought a house because he was making emotional, spontaneous decisions. Speckle goes off to like work on the house on his own. Birdie decides that she's going to open a bakery because pastry Pete is gross and a weirdo and she doesn't want to be associated with him anymore. She, she makes this spontaneous decision to open a bakery now and they try to buy supplies and rent a kitchen space and stuff like that. But pastry Pete has a lot of clout in this town apparently. And he like blacklists them. Essentially he like threatens all his vendors to like not sell them flour and uh, like all his contacts to like not rent them a, a booth space at the Christmas fair and things like that. Birdie is struggling with this pastry venture and she confronts pastry Pete about his childish behavior and he threatens her and she gets it on video and she uses this video to uh, tarnish pastry Pete's reputation. Birdie sells a bunch of pastries. Tuca doesn't get a call from her family, gets sad about it and then decides to call them even though their relationship is complicated and strained. What happens? I know that uh, Birdie reunites with Speckle. She goes to the house and they like have sex, but I think Speckle is not like totally chill about the whole thing still. He still like needs some space. So it didn't end on a 100% resolution with Speckle there. But um, Speckle was the uh, the driver who helped them get all the the buns, the the pastries to everyone. So Speckle, he kind of had like a, you know, you know, I'll always be there for you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. There was a lot going on in this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. There was a lot flying at the wall. Uh, but yeah, there was a frantic pastry thing. There was a Tuca um, deciding to go back to live with her family thing. And then pastry Pete got taken down and it was a whole the, a lot crammed into the last episode. Mm hmm. That's all three of them, or two. We watched two this That's time. Two. That's it's just two. All ten of them. Uh, but we'll get to all ten later. We watched two episodes of Tuca and Birdie, and you know I gotta ask it. Oh, Andy. That's me. These two episodes of Tuca and Birdie, did they work for you? Oh boy, yes they did. Uh, very intense. Uh, still some, still funny. But, boy, they're making you feel a lot of things. So, yes, mm-hmm. they worked. Mm-hmm. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These two episodes of Tuca and Birdie, did they work for you? Um, Very much the same feelings as Andy. A lot going on, a lot of emotions. But, uh, yeah, they did. It's, I mean, it's still a very good show. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these two episodes work for you? They sure did. Uh, Saying uh, cosine. I don't we don't need to repeat it. I agree with what you said. 100 mm-hmm. percent feelings, but feelings, good. emotions, realness. 
Uh, I, I almost he- hesitate to say realness because it's like I don't want to like minimize it by saying real, but it, it was very emotional, very, very raw. Um, but we will get back to talking more about Tuca and Birdie and what worked for us right after these messages from Lunar Light Studios. Hey, hey, Evan, you, you seen any good movies lately? Is that? That's that's, uh, you know, movies. <laughs> you ever go to the movies and you're like, hey, I didn't see this movie when it Ronald, came out. What is a movie? What that is sounds a, absurd. Oh, you don't you don't even know what the movies are. I, I think that you need to uh, re- hang on. I'm going to let me. Uh, I got this piece of paper that I'm going to pass across to you. And I think you should. Uh, you should read about this new podcast. This podcast, this podcast called Mock Footage. What is this about? Uh, tell, I, it's on the paper. Oh, yeah. just gave well, it to you. You two, I feel like you're going back and forth on your characters, and I find <laughs> like I'm having a real hard time following this fucking like skit you're doing. Can someone just read the fucking mock footage? Okay. It's like Evan well, Costello that, if we're both no, like, I'm <laughs> What's a movie? What's a podcast? <laughs> Who's gonna read the thing? Just read the thing. Remember last time when I explained to you both that I'm not funny? You're great, dude. You're, you're doing very great. funny. You're doing very good. funny. Mock footage. We all have that friend who's somehow never seen any movies. That's me. That's the character I was playing yes. okay. in this skit. Come on. We, we needed someone to tip off their character, though. And if you... Jesus. And if you don't, you probably are that friend. Either way, mock footage is for you every Thursday. Ray invents a plot summary for a movie he's never seen, and Joe makes sure he doesn't miss any important details. It's a wild ride... But it's really about sharing fun media with your closest friends. You can find mock footage at lunarlightstudio.com and wherever you might look for podcasts. Oh boy. My, my character is uh his name is Hank. Um that's I, if if I if I can Evan establish the character in in the in the copy there. So I'm establishing my character. Hank. Hank, the friend of a guy who doesn't know what movies are. Yeah. Who also this is, carries This copy. was very relevant. Look, I know you weren't following Andy, but this was relevant to Hank. This is not we difficult to follow. Oh. Hank carries copy for podcast ad reads in his pocket. And just in case someone doesn't know what a movie is. You two yeah. both did great. I'm I did sorry great. I was critical. And my my character was your friend who knows what neither a movie nor a podcast is right. and also yes. can't read. Also can't read. But then miraculously halfway through that figured it out. Speaking of <laughs> what, a, speaking, what a journey, what an emotional journey. Honestly, uh, speaking of characters and great characters, uh, let's talk about a podcast about some brothers that have come up with a couple of great characters in their day. It's the Good Boys Girls. It's a fan podcast for the McElroy family of products hosted by actual real life girlfriends, Lily Blue and Haley Rose. G-g-g-gay! Yes, I just very, realized very that gay. both of their second names there are colors. Yeah, I, I I know I know both of them, but I just realized that I blue, of course, I know is a color, but rose is also right. a color. Yes. Yeah. They're the journeys, rainbow. Yeah, the journey. Yeah, the rainbow okay. again, again because because gay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Good Boys Girls is your first stop into discovering or celebrating everyone's favorite content creators, the McElroy Brothers. 
airing every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. The good boys, girls, take a hammer and fix the podcast. I get my podcasts from some guy named Hank who carries them around in his pockets. It, I mean, you could subscribe to a newsletter, but Hank's just there. Hank yeah, just Hank's, shows up. Hank just has them. And I'm like, you know, I'd really like a comedy one. And he ruffles through his his papers and just throws one on. And, and this time it was the Good Boys Girls. And I was very mm-hmm. appreciative. To Hank. Thanks, Hank. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, podcast ad tank. And here's the one up mushroom. Oh, brilliant. That will pair perfectly with the Phoenix Downs. Ooh, don't don't forget the gamer tears. Ah, yes, of yes. course. Brilliant. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, come in and sit down. Hello, weary traveler. You've come quite far. So let us tell you who we are. We are your best friends. Yes, all three. There's Ray and Joe and Terrence. That's me. We love video games and welcome you to our discussion of why we do. Minecraft, Halo, and Pokemon, AAA, Indie, and Wizard 101. And while Overwatch is still close to our heart, it's time for new games to play a larger part. So enjoy the gab of We Friends 3 as we unravel game sorcery. Gaming New Horizons can be found on LunarLightStudio.com every other Friday. Mm, and don't forget to add the Mountain Dew Code Red. I drank it all. You didn't save any for our guest. I'm so what sorry. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> So what worked for us about these two episodes of <coughs> Netflix's Tuca and Birdie? Oh, boy, Ugh. man. I liked the owl. The yeah, owl the was owl, so The good. owl wife who made yeah. eggs. I was very sad when the penguin turned out to be a dirty, gross pervert man. It was very mean. But then they gave me an owl who was very kind and loving and gay. And that made me happy. The owl was so good. I cannot. You need to watch the show because this owl is like indescribably perfect. Yeah, a lot of a lot of goofs landed for me this time. There was like mm-hmm. a goat. Yeah, who I liked. I liked the goat. The goat ate a cup. They milked yeah. the goat also. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought back the cake, the the grandma <laughs> cake, uh, which like like nearly broke me in half. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the crab. The crab was good. Yeah, a lot of good goofs. Uh, there was an older goof that I had forgotten about, but then I remembered where the cop didn't want to pay for his donut. He wanted it for free, which I don't know if any of you have ever worked in a bakery or coffee shop, but cops just don't pay for their coffee or donuts. Mm. They just don't. Uh, and I've never seen them get called out on that shit before. So this was very refreshing. Hmm. It felt very, the whole like town of jelly lakes felt very like well lived in like they go to what is basically an abandoned mall Mm. Um, oh my god the lady the lady in the mall which one 
the, so there's the the pe- there's the old people like doing the yes. like jazzer jazzer yes. walking yes and then the one falls one falls and, and slips and on fir- Tuka like spitball spitballs boba out of like a a, a a bubble tea and it land like it lands like five feet in front of her and go ahead and this lady slips on it so it, she slips and falls and it's like oh they're gonna cut away because that was the joke right and then they don't and she's like don't don't leave me behind. And I'm like, oh, they're going to cut away now because that was the joke. And the the two lady, the two other two walkers are like, no, like we have like, no, we have to leave her. We have to. Uh, no, we have to say, no, she we got to leave. We got to go mall now. They said. And I'm like, and I was like, oh, well, that's the joke. They're going to cut away now. And then they don't cut away. And this poor old lady is like horrifically transformed into a mall kiosk. <laughs> you die in the mall. You become one of those freestanding kiosks. Apparently, It was so good. It is oh. like I, I am on record of loving what I call the joke pulp of just like this. Exactly. Of like, oh, that's the end of the joke. Ooh, nope, that's it. Nope. Until like only like three people are interested anymore. And I'm like, mm, mm, yes, yes. This is the the bits of the of the joke orange juice that nobody really cares about. But yes, yes, yes. This is exactly why I'm here. It's I honestly so think that was my favorite bit of all of Toucan Birdie because it, it was, was so, so wild. Yeah, it almost is like they, they felt like these episodes were very like heavy. raw and very like heavy. And they were just like. We need to go absolutely just like on the few goofs that are like really there. We need to go so hard. And they did between this and the crab that that I episode. Could be, I could be wrong, but I don't think a single. Male was on screen for this last episode or for the second to last episode for the Jelly huh. Lake episode. Uh, I don't think we saw like a single male talk. I think no, I think you're right. I think Speckle might have called. Yes. Um, but even then, but, uh, we did. We, we just got like uh, Birdie's voice. Like, like even Speckle was not in it. Like it was just no. like. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that like. Birdie decides she's going to do this thing on her own and she's trying to do it and she can't quite get there and it's like she gets supported by two other strong women that she respects and uh they don't carry her to the end they support her and she's able to still finish on her own and i think that was like really really powerful stuff yeah absolutely um yeah even the we've seen this all throughout the way that they kind of cut to whether it is paper animation or claymation or something like that um and this is it just kind of drove it home like this is this is how the show shares trauma um, that the characters have experienced. They don't, you know, like like other shows will just say, here is the trauma. Here's what happened. Experience it with them. Like this show takes a step back and is just like this. This is like a really powerful scene. And we are going to not make you have to see this character who you're invested in, who you love go through that again. Like we're going to like take this different animation style and, and express it in a way that is not too traumatizing for the audience to experience as well. Um, and I feel like yeah, that was I, super well done and careful. I agree. I think the really interesting thing about, uh, when, uh, Bertie is describing this, uh, sexual assault incident, 
Uh, it's all in paper silhouettes, yeah. uh, like, uh, just two colors, like the paper there's, she has a, a red bathing suit on, but like, she's just essentially in like black or dark blue paper silhouette. And then all of the, you know, there's trees that are in black or dark blue paper silhouette. And then there's like a pink background and it's really artistically complex because it sort of gives the distant feeling of it being a memory but it's also like very sharp you know it's also uh like very high contrast which sort of conveys that it's a very like vivid and painful memory but also like the shapes aren't detailed there's just like shadows sort of like you know like you're seeing it backlit through a screen or something like that uh i just think it was very very well thought out and in addition in addition to um like the show doesn't force you to like watch anything traumatic happening it it like conveys this with this kind of like very well thought out artistic style that really captures sort of how it feels to remember something that happened a long time ago but is still emotionally very vivid it's real good yeah, it, it really seems like I don't want to say that the show exists for this purpose, but it definitely feels like the show was leading up to this. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it's clear that this is something that the show wanted to touch. Basically, yeah. this was something that was built into the groundwork of the show kind of from the beginning. And they were just looking for a, a location for it, for this right. exact story. And I think it was well handled. The fact that this is like the the getting back together friendship kind of thing with Tuca and Birdie. And, and, you know, there's bits of this scene where it's still just like they're not fully healed yet from what they experienced. But they're, you know, they're trudging along. And then it, it, it is kind of like just the, the, whether it is the physical act of swimming to this island or whether it is, you know, Tuca comforting birdie as she shares this really traumatic thing with her like it, it's it's it is so much of like a we need each other in this moment like i need you i need the support and it, it's not just about the sexual assault that's a part of it but it is really about like you said all of these women even even the teens in the boat who were like teasing them earlier all coming together and like supporting one woman through this this act of act of defiance uh in her own life i liked the new random employee at pastry pete's shop yes not not new uh because we've she we've was there seen, all along there there bakery including, barb yeah including in the bathroom while oh Bernie yeah was masturbating that was strange i don't know that <laughs> That was, I guess, that was a a nice, like, you know, this is the end of this show, so, you know, we're just going to goof it up as much as we can, but that was, that was weird. Yeah, the, the, the joke there, since we didn't explain it fully, is that, um, there was this, Pastry Pete was, like, making it impossible for, for Birdie to get her bakery off the ground, and this, uh, pheasant woman, like, comes up to her in a hat and a trench coat in the Christmas market, and it's like, I'm I'm here to help you. And Birdie's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm I'm Bakery Barb. I'm 
I've been your coworker this whole time. We've, I've been working in the bakery with you every day. And Bertie's like, really? And then there's a series of flashbacks, which are, at least most of them are modified from what we, the viewer, have been seeing thus far. But, like, there's one where, like, Bakery Barb answers the phone, and then one where she hands something to Bertie. And then one where I think she's like in the room where Pastry Pete is being creepy and like making a face. And then she also is like cleaning the bathroom. Like it zooms out on the like scene where Birdie is masturbating in the bathroom and Barb is there just holding a mop like what? (laughs) It's good. It's a good bit. I like the boss from the other job. Anytime we get to see him, he's great. He's very funny. Oh, yeah. um, When... Tuka and Birdie come back from uh, Jelly Lakes. Birdie's like, oh yeah, I haven't been to my job in like a week. I'm probably fired. And then it cuts to a scene of her boss coming into her office and the chair is like turned away from the door. And he's like, I see you're really focused, really having some deep thoughts over there. And then there's no answer because of course, course Birdie isn't there. And he's like, great, I love it. Are you skipping the meeting in two hours? Perfect, yes. Be there and... Come up with ideas, get to the good stuff. Wonderful. He's very funny. It, it was very good. good. I love, I just love, like, we, we talked about Pat already, but just like her shtick is like, oh, I like jokes. And so she'll like be very, like, what you would expect from like a, a kindly old woman of just like, oh, that seemed like it was fun. And then she's just kind of like, is this the owl? The owl, yeah. Yeah, just that seemed like it was fun. Just kidding. It seemed like it was very awful. (laughs) There's one line where where she's talking to uh, uh, Coach. uh, Coach Maple. Coach Maple. And um, she says, remember when we used to bicker? It was romantic. Just kidding. It was quite upsetting. (laughs) Just. It's very good. Just, just like the right amount of like confronting the situations that are actually happening going on. I appreciated it. I like how she laughs by going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Tuka stuff in the final episode, I don't quite know how I feel about it. On the one hand, I'm always here for when a show is like, you don't have to be close with your actual family. Um, Cause I'm not, uh, and that's encouraging, but I feel like it was kind of saying that Tuka would be more fulfilled if she was, I'm not quite sure what the show was getting at for like the message there. It seemed to me like the show was trying to set up that like, this is a thing that the other family like loves to do. And like, they're disappointed when Tuka can't be a part of it, but like they like believe in Tuka and then when the phone call happens and the her sister or something is just like, yeah, we know you don't deal well with this stuff, so we're not bothering you. Like really condescending to Tuka and, and you know, without awareness of the journey that she's gone on through the, the season. Like, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think that maybe there's a possible setup for like season two where she learns that fact of like, yeah, I don't need you. Like, I don't like what the the joy that I thought that I was supposed to want by being a part of this group is fake. Um, but it's definitely not something she learned in this, in this season. So, yeah. Um, I like molten molting day. 
Great holiday. Great. Yeah. Uh, Holland is great. I love good. The, the moral of Molting Day, which is that if you're uh, lazy and don't fly south through the winter, you'll become a benevolent ghost that gives gifts. It's very this, good. They, they were telling the story of Molting Day and they were like, ah, yes, Saint, I think it was Saint Oriel. Like the saint was the one and they were like, he was very lazy and didn't want to fly south of the winter. And when his family came home, he was frozen to death. And now his ghost gives us presents on molting day. I feel like they're happy that he died because now they get presents. I love just like, and and we got this so hard here and we've had it a couple of times in other shows where we just get like a, a running carousel of all the characters who were on the show thus far just all coming together for one last job um everyone from the apartment building dapper dog the broadway show dog uh Treka, the plant lady uh the the, the weird like steve irwin-esque peep human human woman peeper was in there for half a second the turtles were back. The turtles were back, and they had a part to play in the in the in the pastry making. Yep. Um. Yeah. I just I, I love a good. You know, everyone was getting it was an easy way to do it because everyone's getting the the buns. Everyone's getting the sweet buns from from Beakery, Sweet Beak, Sweet Beak Bakery. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I always love that. Everyone got a line. It's good times. The intern, no, the ter- what do they call which, templates? Because they were temporary templates. Yeah, they were in there too. Fun times. Um, any anything else to say? Positive? I mean, I don't think we really have negatives, right? Um, I I do have a small negative. Oh, I have a even smaller negative. I'm sure, but yeah, let's talk about what didn't work for us about these two episodes of Tuca and Birdie. I feel like the last episode was very frenetic. Uh, Many of the other episodes have been kind of random and had kind of sudden shifts. Uh, But it has never felt like crowded or busy or confusing until this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would argue that they were trying to cram too much into that episode and it kind of got disjointed. Also, like this is... This is a smaller and less critical criticism, but... Birdie making all of those sudden financial decisions and Speckle suddenly deciding deciding to buy a shitty old house and fix it up stressed me out. Yep. It was very stressful for me as an adult who was happy about doing taxes earlier today, making very sudden financial decisions and also not going to your job for a week just gave me, gave me the stress. Birdie, Birdie got all kinds of orders for these these sweet buns she didn't have any ingredients she she didn't even like oh you can't scale a business like that you gotta take it slow birdie <laughs> um yeah but e- even in that last episode like speckle clearly had legitimacy in that c- conversation of just like disappearing for a week that's not okay to do to your significant other um but it definitely seemed like Speckle had some of his own shit to work through. And this show has never really approached that in any way. Um, not saying that the final episode was the place to do it to make it more frenetic. Um, but it was a little bit like, you know, hard, hard, hard to like 
go through this journey with Tuca and Birdie like at the lake and then come back to Speckle being like really all over the place. Um, I, I almost feel like the, ep- the season could have ended at episode nine um, and then, you know, started again in, epi- in season two. Of course, we didn't get that. Um, but it was, you know, there was some nice bows wrapped up, <laughs> uh, so to speak, in episode 10. Um, yeah, my only negative was that the viscosity of that lake really made me uncomfortable. Yeah, um, Jelly Lake is kind of <laughs> gross. It was literal jelly in the lake. And like a couple of times, like Birdie starts to, I guess, drown in the jelly and is able to like get herself loose. But it's just like slowly sit like her phone is slowly sinking in the jelly and she's chasing after it. But like it was it was it was uh, upsetting. Imagine how sticky you'd get. The phone couldn't swim because it had too many apps. It was so <laughs> way down. <laughs> Poor little oh, phone. That was funny. It just, that lake made me want to take a bath and wash all the stickiness off me. Yeah, it does. It does make you think very sticky, mm-hmm, sticky mm-hmm. thoughts. And you're even if it's ants, just like. You're going to get ants in your armpits. Even if it's not even sticky, if it's just like you're slowly sinking, it's like, that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um but it worked for this world, I suppose. Um, but that's all I really have for uh, for things that didn't work. Any anything anything from you? No, the show's great. The show is great. Um, and now I'm going to ask you uh, how how good you think this show is. Uh, we watched ten episodes of Netflix's Tuca and Birdie, uh, and you know I got to ask it. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. Did it work? It very much did. Yes. It's a really good show. It's it's very heavy and emotional at times, but I think this is an important place for media to go and it handles it super well and it's still very very funny. Hey, Andy. Yes, Ronnie. These 10 episodes of Took and Birdie. Did they work? They sure did. Very very good show. I liked I liked it all. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did Duke and Birdie work for you? All of it? All of the whole show? Did the whole did the whole show work for you? Did, did all ten episodes work for you? That's a new character I'm working on. I love it. What's the name? Uh Squealy. I love it. They're like uh, a little they're like a little they're like a little boy that just gets so stressed out of my pitch. I love how we're getting into character work on this podcast after 90 episodes. <laughs> Chicken and Birdie just brings out the weird. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, this show super worked. It was very good. Um, very emotional, very, very funny. Like, I, I, I want to say like it was heavy and, and raw, but like very funny. Just like literally laugh out loud funny. Um, and still manages to be like a very sincere show. Uh, I know that... Um, me too. Uh, our friend Me Too from the Pilot Podcast made the comment when we watched the first three episodes with her. But it's just like it is such a strong fuck you to anyone out there who's like, oh, you want to make comedy, but you can't offend people. You can't you can't be, uh, you know, a womanizer or a racist. And you think you could be f-. like, yes, yes. Like, this is hilarious. And I don't feel shameful or problematic about watching it. Like. Imagine, imagine that. Ugh, ugh. 
Todd Phillips, screw you. So yeah, I mean, the show doesn't have a second season, as you know, because you're watching, you're listening to Henning Bending, and you know our shtick. Um, I, I can't help thinking what that would have meant right now, as you know, BoJack Horseman. The the last episodes were released this week. Um, people are having real emotional feelings about it. I can't imagine what having this show to like lean on in that time would have meant to people who are fans of this world. Um, but let's talk about what would happen uh, if 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 something like that did happen. What does season two of Tuca and Birdie look like? Hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if we all need to pitch separate ideas. Uh, no. I feel like Tuca and Birdie isn't the, the show where we kind of do that goof. Right. I feel like a lot of season one, like the main overarching plot is dealing with Birdie and Pastry Pete. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the driving force behind it. And so I feel like uh, season two is, you know, overall going to be Tuca focused. Sure. And um, maybe it's her connecting with her family. Maybe it's her just like continuing this quest for stability that she kind of started in season one. Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like the overarching focus should be on Tuca. Yeah. Tuca goes on a lot of like journeys, a lot of small roller coaster journeys where she's great and then, you know, everything's kind of in, bad in a different way and then things are better and then things are bad in different it would be good to see her have some like sustained growth um that carries her through to like true happiness or true fulfillment the way that it seems like this show worked with Birdie to do. Yep. Yeah, I mean a, a the you know you have a great cast of characters to work on, to work with. Um, introduce some of Tuca's family. So far, everyone we've met has been shitty. But, you know, maybe there's someone who's like, you know, not shitty. And Tuca just just like, oh, them, they're a nerd. But like, turns out after all these years is like the exact family that Tuca needs at this time. Yeah. Um, and maybe just the whole episode in the jerk off game maybe we just all go into like that that would be that would be so this show of just going into the world of the video game for a whole episode and it's just the jerk off game and if you die in the jerk off game you die for real just kidding um i think but, if you die for real you die in the jerk off game because that's how harry stallion 69 knew that uh tuka was in sure trouble. sure yeah Oh, we got to bring Harry Styles, Harry Stallion, Harry Styles, 69. No, <laughs> we know it's you, Harry Styles. Yeah, that is definitely someone's like AOL instant messenger name. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It is someone's Tumblr out there. Um, yeah, I just, you know, there, there's endless things you could do. Like this. We, we've had this before where it's just like the, sh the reason that the show was canceled was not the show. Or, or at least it seems that way. Like it was not like the, the formula that the creators were putting out there. Um, so just get those writers and producers back in the room and throw a bunch of money at them to continue this show just in the way they were doing it. Yeah, they don't need our help. No, no, no. If you're listening, I'm glad you came to us for it. But uh, but no, the 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 Tuca and Birdie was in you all along. 
For a change, these people are better at writing a show than us, some yeah. amateurs. Some numpties so. on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't say the same for the cape, you know? Oh, boy, the cape. The cape. I had not thought about the cape since the last time we talked about it, and you just had to bring it up, Ronnie. I'm very sorry. But okay. also, not sorry. Yeah, it's, it's more it Nate's was my fault. Pick. It was my pick, but it, it was definitely Nate's fault. So now we are moving on. Um, we are going to be moving on to Andy's pick, which is Hercules. Young Hercules. Young Hercules. Uh, but before we do that, we are going to take a couple of weeks and do something a little different. Um, I don't know. Should we announce it yet? Should we? Should we no, talk about? No, let's surprise it? people. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna have some special special guests, some special interviews, all about something that is uh, a part of ending pending history and we are really excited to uh to bring this platform to lots of audiences and bring uh more audiences to this platform um so check out that uh but if you're uninterested in in surprises and that makes you anxious check back in a couple of weeks and we'll be talking about young hercules and that will make us anxious because there's like a bajillion episodes of that show and i have no idea how we're gonna do it but 2020 it's an experimental year yeah um, yeah uh so check out uh check us out on social media uh we are on twitter at pending pod on facebook at pending pod on instagram at ending pending you can send us an email pending pod at gmail.com um and be sure to check out lunarlightstudio.com for lots of great shows like we mentioned earlier the good boys girls mock footage check out advertising check out uh force friends rewatch yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah which which is a fantastic show featuring the one and only Andy yeah um, and some some vagrant i found some on vagrant. the streets of Mos Eisley yeah they talk about star wars tv shows and only star wars tv shows that's it Never, never deviate off the course. Gotta love it. Um, You can find those shows at LunarLightStudio.com. Be sure to check out Patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ. And uh, yeah, we're there. We we want your money uh, is what it comes down to. And, uh, you know, this podcast is fun to do. It's a great passion project. But you supporting us makes us able to do that and make us able to start new podcasts like Force Friends Rewatch. to get on the network uh, and also, you know, not on the network, but we started the podcast, uh, the unnaturalists. Uh, I'll throw a little plug there. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. A little podcast by we're coming. Evans. We're coming back from hiatus. Once I'm back from Katsukan. There you go. There you go. <laughs> things to look forward to seeing the gang at Katsukan and new unnaturalist episodes. Uh, yeah. Throw us, throw us uh, toss a coin to your podcaster. It, it helps us do the work we do and make the content that you apparently love. Um, and if you don't love it, fuck you. Why are you listening? Yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you, if, if you don't love us, why don't you go to, to tell Pawn Shop Lou about it then? I had to get one insult in there. Right, yeah. by, the, right by the buzzer beat. <laughs> right, beater. right. The buzzer yeah. beater. Buzzer beater. That's a sports thing. That's a sports thing, right? Yep. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.